Thank you for tuning in to Hill Country Fellowship's audio podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired as you listen today. For more information, visit us online at hcfburnett.org. Good morning, HCF. How are you? Sweet, at least a handful of you are happy to be here today. Um, now I get it's cold outside. Everyone's like, well, you're from Alaska. I'm like, I don't live there anymore for a reason. It's cold, frigid, more snow than they've ever seen in years, and that's why I'll take 60 and sunny, amen? Hey, I want to encourage you today, um, you're not here by accident, amen? Do you agree? If you got invited or you just decided to show up, God ordained that you would be here in this place today, right? Right? And I believe this, he's going to speak to each and every one of you today specifically for you because that's the kind of God we serve. He's a personal God. He's a God who comes when we cry out to him and guess what? Your words don't have to be perfect, amen? He's a God that responds to your movement. This altar, by the way, is not a place of weakness, I'm going to say it again because I don't know if you believe it. This altar is not a place of weakness. Many of you have felt called to respond to this altar over the last year, two years, six years, and you haven't because if you think if you come, someone will mark you for weakness. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Amen? This is a place where you can meet the living God, the one that created you, shaped you, you, knows every little detail about who you are. And when you come to this altar, it's like there's like a roadblock in the spirit here. But man, if you come today, if you get an opportunity to respond to this altar and that, if I just described you feeling like, man, I feel like I'm weak, break, break through that wall today. Amen. Come to this altar, meet your father. We really don't care what anybody else thinks about that, right? Amen. Dad, I'm coming to meet you because I know that you'll meet me here. This is not a place of weakness, amen? It's a place where we can come and engage God. You know, we talked as we opened up this series on prayer and finished 21 days of fasting and prayer. How'd that go for y'all? Amen. Cheeseburger, french fries, pizza, whatever it happened to be. But we spent 21 days as a church body, as this body of believers, sons and daughters of the living God, saying, God, I am willing to let my flesh starve so I can hear you clear, so that I can see the things that I've been praying about, so I can watch your hand move. Amen? Here's the thing. God does what God does, but he invites you to partner with him. And he said, if you pray this way. My Father who is in heaven, you are amazingly awesome. You deserve the glory and the honor and the praise. Man, Lord, let your kingdom come, your will be done in me and in this place as you see fit. Man, Lord, I need some provision up in here. Will you meet me in this? Spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, doesn't really matter what area it is, but God, I'm going to meet you in this place. It's not a place of weakness. This is a place where I'm going to come and meet you. Amen? 
It's a priority. It's a purpose we place on connecting with our Heavenly Father. And then Pastor Scott talked about this petition. How many of you got kids in here? They bug the tar out of you, don't they? Chocolate, please. Chocolate. Dad, I need a sonic blast. I got four girls, y'all. I'm like, I'm done. No, you can't go. No, you can't go. Let's get in the car. Let's go. Like, I'm a mess. Like, I, I fail. They know it. If I ask just one more time. And then the one time I do deny them, it's like, oh, my life. Anyway. But that's how God asked us to come. He said, man, come, ask, seek, knock, and keep on coming. Amen? You're not going to bug him. And if he does, he'll let you know because he's a good dad. Okay, we're done praying about that. We're going to move along now, okay? He's good that way. He's personal that way. I mean, Jesus prayed, right? Jesus prayed, God, this cup is going to be the worst thing ever but those people. I know you love them, and I love them too because you put that love in my heart for them. If there's any other way you can do this without trashing this physical body and me going through intense pain and taking on the sin of the world forever, let, let it be, but Lord, not my will be done. Your will be done in me and through me. And Isaiah 56 says, Jesus says, my house will be a house of prayer. That means you. It means all y'all in this place. It means when we've got corporate prayer on Tuesday mornings and we've got corporate prayer on Sunday morning right over here at 9 a.m. When we gather together for prayer, you're welcome to be here. God desires his people to gather together. He said, my house will be a house of prayer. Like it's not optional, right? But he's inviting us. He's like, my house, gonna, you want to be a part of it? Come on. See what happens when a body of believers gets together and prays and believes. Jesus prayed to the Father for all of us. Lord, these people that you're gifting to me, they're a hot mess. But they're also amazing. They're also called, gifted, talented to give away their lives to rep this gospel. Help me help them and help them to continue on after I'm gone. So how does he do that? He puts his Holy Spirit in you. It's the only way this really works. Jesus actually told the believers in the book of Acts when they're waiting for the Holy Spirit to come alive on the inside of them. He's like, y'all wait in this room. I don't even know what that was like. I, I was been in the supposed room where it was, and it was kind of tiny. It was probably smelly. They were probably freaked out because they were being persecuted. And Jesus said, look, look, you stay in this room until the Holy Spirit comes alive on the inside of you because you're going to need it to accomplish the mission that I'm calling you to. The Great Commission, all these things, laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover, casting out darkness and telling demons to zip their lips and quit lying in your ears in the name of Jesus, you're going to need this Holy Spirit to do that. There's no other way. You cannot white-knuckle it enough. You cannot read this word, which is supposed to be living and active. You can't just treat it like a textbook. The Holy Spirit, as you crack this thing open and read it, it comes alive on the inside of you. It begins to make you think, well, maybe that could happen. Why not? You know, how many of you ever, ever led someone in a salvation prayer, got, got the opportunity to be a part of someone coming into the relationship with Jesus? Many hands. You participated in one of the greatest miracles on the face of the planet. You partnered with the Lord and you literally saw somebody who was dead come to life. Amen? You believe that? God used you in that way. Praise God. 
Be grateful, be thankful, point the glory back to the Lord, but he uses people. He uses people just like you in this place today to bring his glory, to reveal his kingdom, to watch this power piece that we're talking about because there's power in prayer, amen? Do you believe that? It actually works. God just didn't say, hey, come and pray and let's see if it works. He's like, no, come seek me, ask, knock, and watch what I will do. And if you want to turn to James 5, we're going to read through a portion of scripture, verses 13 through 16 today, because James is a straight shooter, right? He's going to make you feel bad about everything you didn't do for the Lord, and then he's going to encourage you about it as well. Hey, consider it pure joy when you're suffering trials of many kinds. Thanks, James. No, man, the testing of your faith that's going to develop this perseverance spirit, this non-quit, non-stop. You know what? Texans are a no-quit people. Amen? Oh, I got more amens on that one than I've ever gotten in six years. <laughs> Y'all are a not-stop, not-quit people. So why would we treat God any different? Why would we say, God, I know the ranch is tough, and I know that this is tough, and we're going to drill oil and make bullets and shoot guns. Amen. Why wouldn't we go, man, prayer is a bullet in the chamber as a believer, man, and I'm a Because James is pretty clear about this. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Thank you, worship team. You did a beautiful job today. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord, And the prayer, such a prayer offered up in faith will heal the sick. Amen? Amen. And the Lord will make you well. And if it doesn't work the first time, come, come, try again. Amen? We don't quit praying just because it doesn't happen on one, right? You know, I I don't think other people, Nathan, have you quit believing for your healing yet? I see you back there. You Thank you for shaking your head no. Amen. You know, Nathan has cystic fibrosis, but that is a man of faith. Amen, period, plain and simple. His wife sitting next to him, Lacey, woman of faith. They're not quit believe. They're believing God for big things that don't make sense in the natural. But in the supernatural, because that's how God works, it's a supernatural thing. We keep pressing in and we keep believing. Confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Can I get an amen for that? Your prayer changes things. Love, can you hand me that bottle of water that's right next to you? Because I am shooting spit bubbles everywhere. There you go. Thank you. There is power in your prayers. Say it again. There is power in your prayers. When you pray... When you take everything you don't know and you bring it before God in a puddle at this altar that is not a place of weakness, God will meet you here. Amen? When you're at home and you don't know what to do and you're pressing in for your spouse, for your kids, for your community, for your job, God hears your prayers. The whole fast was based off of Daniel 10. And for 21 days, can you imagine? 21 days. Daniel's throwing up prayer, and it's like, right? He's not hearing anything, but he doesn't quit. He keeps going into his prayer closet. He keeps pressing in. 
I could see him even in the middle of it. Hey, guys, let's get Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, where are you at? Let's get together and pray. Let's, it's a mess anyways. We're all in slavery. Let's go ahead and just ask the living God what he might do. I don't know. I've shared this. I'm 0 for 3 on raising people from the dead. My record is horrible. But I'm not detoured to not lay hands. The next time I get an opportunity, I'll do it. I've laid hands on two of my very good friends, and they did not come back to life. Didn't shake my faith. They're present with Jesus. Woo! See, it's a a no-loss situation. I laid hands on a young man in 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 the Peruvian jungle who had been bit by a jungle snake. He didn't come back to life. Didn't shake my faith, though. I'm like, next time, next time, next time, next time. Kayla, did God heal your, um, your kidney stone, by the way? God does stuff when you extend faith. I mean, we've done over 50 freedom prayer appointments since October-ish time frame. Right, Margaret? 50 one- to two-hour sessions with people who experience God moving in the midst of them just saying, sure, why not? We have a 10 of 10 people who have accomplished 50 50 appointments, and it has been our great joy and honor to partner with the living God. Because guess what? We got nothing, but we know who does. We know the Holy Spirit lives in us, and he wants to speak and encourage. These are just some of the testimonies from those times of prayer. It was very enlightening. Matter of fact, one gentleman in, in in a session just began to pray in tongues. You know that's biblical, right? All right. We'll hash it out later. Come to Spirit Filled Life in a couple weeks. Here's the thing. How many of you here pray in tongues and you get stuck? Just be honest with me. Yeah, me too. It used to freak me out. And then one day, my father-in-law in a prayer meeting came by and said, Son, just received the Holy Spirit. And he walked along and it came out of my mouth. No one shoved me, pushed me, made me, should have bought my mama's Honda. Like none of that stuff ever happened. It was genuine because I was diligently, like Paul says, 1 Corinthians 14, diligently pursue these spiritual gifts because you need them. And they're in you and they're free from your heavenly father. And And I love this about Paul. He's like, look, I wish you all could pray in tongues. I wish you would all give it a shot. But if you're not gonna do it, don't get hung up on it, amen? He said, instead, prophesy. That should freak you out worse because then you actually have to do that in public, right? Then you got to be wandering through Walmart and being like, oh, not today. just want to get my groceries and go home. But God prompts you in that moment. The Holy Spirit says, pray for her. Pray for him. Tell her she's not crazy. Tell them in their marriage there's hope. Encourage people with those things. So, man, Paul just says, totally cool, man, because prophecy builds up the church to accomplish the mission. One of the other comments from those times of prayer, I didn't even know you could pray that way. Like, I thought we had to just be all little tiny meager and we could be super quiet. No, boldly approach the throne of God, right? Sorry, camera people, I'm all over you today. I'm moving around like crazy. I didn't know you could pray that way. You can pray all sorts of stuff and then the Lord will lead you in it and the Holy Spirit will guide you. Weep, wail, declare pronounce freedom in the name of Jesus, those that are bound, broken, and headed to hell forever, and they will be released and step into relationship with the living God. That's the kind of power you possess, church. I feel exhausted 
But I want to give praise and thanksgiving to God. This ministry is a gift. Amen? And again, it's all, it's all that God, it was birthed in a heart of two people right over here, Ben and Margaret Ward. I want to honor you for your faithfulness. Thank you. I'm doing nothing. They do it all. They just tell me when to show up. They're amazing. But a heart to see people walk in their giftings and the freedom of the Holy Spirit moving in their lives. And God's done amazing things because he's honoring the faithfulness of his people. Because that's the kind of good dad he is. It took my breath away in a good way. The Holy, the Holy Spirit, and this is, I love this quote. The Holy Spirit um, showed me as much power as I could comprehend. He's not like forcing it on you like, oh, God, this is really bad. No, he just shows up and you're like, hey, do this thing in me. And he's like, okay, I would love to because I'm a really good dad. And there is power in prayer. <laughs> so powerful. I can't get over the fact that we have access to this kind of ministry. And again, it's not about us. It's just our willingness. God, everything I have, it's yours. All of it, you do it in me and through me for the sake of your kingdom. All right. Prayer changes things, amen? And God speaks, and then you have to be obedient. That gets more comfortable as the days go on, but it's not always comfortable. And there is, again, Paul says, if you're not going to speak in tongues, cool, don't get stuck on that, but prophesy. Speak, proclaim the true gospel, the goodness of Jesus. Be obedient in there. I, I was in Starbucks, and I'm like, this guy was up there, and he was ordering his coffee, and he turned to me, we started talking, and I'm like, yeah, man, I got some. We were talking about friends, and he said, I, I said, man, I got such a good friend. He took a bullet for me, man, bled for me. He's like, man, you're talking about Jesus, aren't you? <laughs> yes, I am. Anyway, I'm, I'm always looking for that opportunity in every believer. Can you imagine if we all did that in Burnett County? Can you imagine what the Lord would do if you were just like, man, a little bit uncomfortable today in this crowded store, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and lay hands on that sick person and pray for him. Amen. What if you, what if you prayed for somebody in a wheelchair and they got up and walked out of HEB? Would that freak you out? Yeah, it probably would. But you, I guarantee you'd be like a kid in a candy store. You'd be like a fifth grader. You'd be like, whoa, this works. Where's the next one? Like, we're gonna, I mean, it motivates you to do something. It causes faith to rise up because prayer changes things. It changes things in you and your relationship with God this way so that he can operate in your life this way. Some of you here today have been wrestling with, you think you've arrived at a place where maybe God doesn't have anything else for you, or maybe you've even been wrestling during this fast with God saying, God, I'm not even sure if I want to. I think I'm kind of done. I'm like, I'm in coast mode at this point. But I think God has been speaking to some of you. Your time is not over. The giftings and talents and things you have have not been invested down the line enough yet for the sake of this church body. Did you know we have a kids ministry and a youth ministry? Most important ministries in the church, I'm sorry. But do you know why? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody serves in kids. Because if I asked, if they were all in here, and we had 100 kids last week, praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for that. That's stinking amazing all in itself. That is the church coming up, y'all, because we're all going to do one thing. We're going to be born, and we're going to breathe our last breath and die and stand before the Lord, and that's going to be it. But those kids and those youth that Kevin and Shelby and now Kylie, you guys are investing in every week, come on. 
It's a great place to serve over there, you guys. That's the next generation. Why would you not want to give that passion that's in you away to those younger people? Otherwise, these seats are empty and we lock the doors and we walk away. I may have youth pastored for about 13 years, but I'm just saying. There is huge opportunity in that. But I, uh, Anthony Adam check, God is not done with you in, in service to the kingdom. I think there's some specific things he's been speaking to you about, but I want to encourage you today that God's not done with you yet. And your son, Cullen, there is, an, there is a spirit of worship on the inside of him. The Lord said, I will use his hands to lead people to me. So I was hoping he was going to be here today. This is like a week I've been holding on to this prophetic word that's been rumbling around. But the Lord says, I'm not done with him yet. His hands will not only be lifted to me, but they will lead people in worship to the Lord. Amen. And you can hang your hat on that because I don't, I don't know where that came from. It came from Jesus. Amen. Do you believe that? Pray into that, bro. I want to encourage you in that. He's not done. He's not done yet. Y'all have walked through some significant things, but the Lord said, watch what I do now. Amen. Amen. Let's just pray over our kids and youth real quick. God, I thank you. I thank you for Jordan. I thank you for Kevin. I thank you for their team members, their spouses, for the crazy good job that they've done and loving those kids and presenting the gospel. And I pray that those kids would come alive in love and passion for you, that they would grow, God, into leaders right within this church body loving you, serving this community, serving this church, and watching miracle signs and wonders mark and follow their life as they diligently pursue you, that your church would be established for years and years and years to come, Jesus, until you decide it's time to come back. So, Lord, we commit them to you. We pray your blessing over them in the mighty name of Jesus. Anybody ever lose something? Anybody lose a family member you love? Good. God's not done with you just because you lose a family member, amen. How many of you lost a spouse in here? God's not done with you, amen. God's not done with you. The, the good things that Ephesians says that he created in advance for you to do, he's not done with those, Gloria Reichling, he's not. There are things in your heart that you know that you're supposed to be doing and are doing and you've become excited about and the Lord says thank you for being obedient in that, Amen. There are passions. We're all wired differently, but the same spirit of the living God that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, and he wants to use your life. Amen? I mean, the prayers of Moses, Abraham, you name anybody in the Bible, they changed things when they partnered with the living God. Just because they knew who they were and who their dad was, they did mighty things in the name of Jesus for the sake of the kingdom. Not because they were the most amazing people. They were just obedient and willing. Amen? So maybe that's your prayer today. God, make me obedient and willing just to say yes to you. The supernatural God freaks me out a little bit, but I know you said we're supposed to do these things. So help me to stretch my brain and stretch my faith and not get all, get all worried about it and trying to figure it out. Because you won't figure it out, right? If you could have figured it out by now and come up with a mathematic equation how the Holy Spirit's supposed to operate in your life, stop. Stop it. You'll never figure it out. You're going to frustrate yourself about it. Why not just say, Jesus, whatever you want to do in my life and through my life, I say yes. 
How about that? How about that's your prayer at this altar day? Anything and everything you want to do, I say yes. And then you're like, well, darn it, if I do that, then that's Katie bar the door. Look out. I just gave God a open access to my life. Try it. It's going to be amazing. You're going to experience the power of God operating in your life as a son and daughter of the living God whom he called, right? Not because we thought it was a super great idea, whom he called to do good things for the sake of his kingdom. Jesus said this, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany, uh, will accompany those who believe. That doesn't tell you that you have a title in front of your name or something else. Just those that believe, those men and women who say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe in the power of your birth, your death, your resurrection, everything that you accomplished on the cross. And I say, yes, that's what that is. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new languages. They will handle snakes. That's talking about spiritual snakes. I wouldn't go find the rattler. Amen. Throwing that out there. Gross. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. They will, and if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. All the power of the enemy has how much authority over your life? Zero. Only what you allow them to have at the end of the day. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. What if they're not? Totally fine. Find the next person. What if it doesn't happen 12 times in a row? Maybe it's number 13. Not that that's a weird lucky number. I don't want to go there. But I'm just saying, next one, next one, next one. We don't quit praying. If you have cancer, will you do me a favor and stand up in this place if that's okay? If you're wrestling with cancer, maybe if you're cancer-free, go ahead and stand up. If you're, if you're cancer-free, amen, because we're going to do something right now. So if you've wrestled with cancer, you've had cancer, you're cancer-free, maybe you've got a diagnosis you're waiting on, will you stand? Thank you. And if you're online and you're watching, this is an old thing that Scott and I talked about. It might be kind of weird, but will you stand up in your home today? Because I believe God wants to heal your cancer. If you can't be here physically, we're going to use these people who have, have been delivered, who are maybe walking through diagnosis and don't know what to do, and those that are watching online. We're going to believe that God's going to heal cancer today in the name of Jesus. So extend your hand to those that are around you. This is just a sign of faith saying, God, we believe you. We believe that you can. We believe that you have because as I look around, I know some of you are completely healed in the name of Jesus. Praise God for that. Some of you aren't. Praise God because he's working it out. Amen? So, God, we command cancer to die in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, for everyone that's in this place and that's watching online, we speak freedom over cancer in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare that cancerous cells would die and wither in the name of Jesus. We declare and release healing, the healing power of God by the Holy Spirit upon cancerous cells. I pray for immune systems to be ramped up in the name of Jesus and for the bodies that you've created, God, to be whole and healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap for that. I don't heal anybody. None of us heals anybody, but it is our obedience and our faith extended that brings healing, right? Again, there's no mathematic equation. You could try to figure out faith and yada, yada, yada. I just leave it up to God. I don't worry about all the middle stuff. Obedience. God, you said it. I believe it. I'm going to go ahead and do it. 
So what has the Holy Spirit been speaking to you? That's a question we've been asking over the fast. What has he been saying to you? What do you, as we go into a time of worship today, what do you need to bring to this altar? Here's the thing. Don't get freaked out. Man, in worship, if you feel like you can't make it, God's going to meet you where you are. I'm just saying sometimes, just like as we crucify our flesh in fasting and prayer, and we say, God, I'm going to trust you. Maybe you just need to get up and move out of your seat today. Believe that your dad, your heavenly father, is so, so ridiculously good that he wants to move on your behalf today. Maybe it's shame, guilt, and condemnation for all the things you've been doing wrong. Good, bring it to the altar today. Quit letting it eat your lunch, consume your every brain thought, wreck your sleep, ruin your life, mess with your family. Be done with it today and say, God, I believe you. I believe you're going to bring freedom today. Amen? I mean, that's easy. God proclaims the year of freedom, the year of jubilee. That's freedom. That's complete release. That's the calling forth of the captives from bondage, brokenness, sin, lies. Shame, guilt, and worry be broken off this congregation today in the name of Jesus. No more, says God. You're not less than. You are more than conquerors to be completely Christianese and Jesus Christ, right? That's the truth. Live in it today. That's my challenge to you on the backside of that. We can talk it out of our mouths all the one, but do you believe it? Will you be willing to come to this altar that's not a place of weakness today and dump it all before the Lord and meet him here? He's so amazing. Amen? Because there, there is power in the proclamation. And then when they preached the word, when Paul came, there were like revivals and riots. Crazy things happen. So there is this power duo, if you will, that happens in the pro proclamation of Jesus and his people saying who they believe he actually is and then power follows that through the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. Signs, miracles, wonder. The Holy Spirit comes alive and you extend faith and he shows up and you're like, whoa, I'm going to be like a fifth grader every day and trust you like that. Like he does that kind of stuff and he desires to deepen that in you more. Pastor, it's tough. It freaks me out sometimes. I don't even... I don't even know if I can do it. I don't know if I operate in that kind of boldness good. The believers in Acts 4 didn't believe it either. And then they said this after they'd been under intense persecution, hiding and wondering if they were going to make it or not. They said, and now, O Lord, hear the threats they give us, your servants. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. That's the proclamation piece. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place where they were shook. Can you imagine like a little just Jesus earthquake? Miss Powell, can you imagine a Jesus earthquake? You're like, whoa. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with great boldness. It didn't say because they were so awesome or they had spent years and years reading the word. It was their simple obedient faith in that moment to say, Jesus, I believe you want to do something. I believe you want to do something real and raw. I am tired of living religion. Some of you came today and you're like burnt out crispy critter. Stop it. Stop living religion. This relationship with God, this word is living and active. It's not something to be like 
a, a weight, a yoke tied around your neck. It is a life. Stop letting it be an anchor and let it be your buoy that floats you to the top where you go, oh my gosh, your word says that I can do this stuff and live it out because there is power in the name of Jesus, amen? Come on, stand up on your feet. Do you believe that today? There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus Christ who paid for your sins, all your fumbles, all the things that you've messed up. This altar is not a place of weakness. As we go into this song and begin to declare who Jesus is, the Holy Spirit alive on the inside of you, will you come today? It's, it's an invitation from God through this dude who just decided 20 years ago I would sell out that I would quit doing my own stuff and I would be like, God, this is a horrible, horrible mess, but if you can do it, here I am. Use my life. Here I am. I purpose to know nothing but you and you crucified and everything I thought I knew, I don't want to know anymore. And if you want to empower me by your Holy Spirit, I don't even know what that looks like, but I say yes. You want me to prophesy in Walmart and H-E-B and everywhere I go, I'll do it. I don't care. You want me to find every sick person I can to lay hands on them and see if they'll recover? I'll just be obedient. I will look like a fool for you because I don't care anymore. Jesus, I want to see you lifted high. John 12, 32, Jesus says, look, man, if you lift me high, I will draw every man, woman, and child into myself. Our part is to lift Jesus high. Hey, look at Jesus. Hey, look at Jesus. Did you know that there was a God that died for you? Did you know that he died to change everything that you've messed up and he's cool with broken? You don't have to have all the right words is what I'm trying to say. You be you. Share the gospel. Proclaim it and then watch the Holy Spirit move through your life. Lord, we submit to you today. Just lift your hands up as a sign of surrender. Put your fingerprints towards heaven where your hope comes from. Jesus, here we are. God, here we are. Holy Spirit, on the inside of us, we give you permission today. We stick them up. This altar is not a place of weakness, God. This is where you call us to get out of our flesh, come and submit it at the throne. Submit it at the foot of the cross saying, Jesus, use my life, please, for your glory. Heavenly Father, your kingdom come, your will be done in me as it's done in heaven and Holy Spirit, we give you permission. We give you permission to pour out every gifting in each and every person in this place today that needs to know you. Lord, I pray that those that came in seeking your face and crying out, Jesus, if you're here, show yourself real. Jesus, I pray you make yourself real today, that they would say yes to you. They would come to this altar and give everything to you just like you asked me to do 20 years ago and that you would radically change their lives because there is power in your name, Jesus. There is power in the proclamation of this living and active word and Holy Spirit. There is power that we can't even comprehend available to us to crush, push back darkness and declare your goodness and watch you break out and move. God, here in this church today and in this county, God, would you shake us awake this morning for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you for listening. For more sermons and full-service replays, visit us online at hcfburnett.org. God bless and have a great week.